Hi, fam. I'm Katie. And this is Ginny. And And we we are are the Gabby Gabby Girls. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Gabby Girls, Friday Energy, back on your Monday. We're excited to be here. I've popped the bubbles. How are you today, Ginny? I am good. I have also popped the bubbles. (laughs) Happy Friday. I, it's so funny because we record at four. So I was like popping the bubbles at 3.30 and I'm like, oh, this is rich. It's, and it's dangerous because it just continues into dinner. And um, Boyd and I are going to a Mexican restaurant tonight. So I'm going to get a little spicy. I This is just my pregame. I'm very excited. Okay. Love that for you. I tonight. So I have like not been home. I haven't been at home. My parents mm-hmm. home because I've been dog sitting. But I finished dog sitting today and a day early. And so I'm home tonight. (laughs) So I'm home tonight and my mom is like so excited. She was like, we're going to do cheese and crackers. And then I'm going to see my friend Bit after that. And I don't really know what we're going to do, but something Mm. silly. Oh, I love, I love um, hanging out with your mom. She's just the best. Um, Yeah. What do you guys, what do you think you're going to get up to? Are you going to hang out at the house or are you going to go somewhere? Like what options do you have currently in the Upper Valley? So... (laughs) That's a funny question. Um, <laughs> Dartmouth so, rap party coming right at you, bruh. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, we were supposed to go. She had like this work event that I was like, I'll, go, I'll just go with you because it was going to be not that exciting. And I was like, we could have fun anywhere, you know. And then she just texted me. I haven't even responded to, to her yet. So podcast is hearing it first. But she said, she was like, I don't feel like going. Do you want to go to the crowbar? Which is, I think that's in Claremont. Oh, that's far. I'm honestly not sure. Well, not from where I live. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I really don't know. Maybe we'll probably just end up here. I don't even have eyebrows on, so. (laughs) It's more fun just to be at home because then you can just get silly and you don't have to worry about driving. Oh, for sure. And I'm not even a good driver without drinking. Like at all. (laughs) Is bit? (laughs) No. Oh, God, no. Yeah, that that totally tracks. Sorry, bit, but I just don't see you as a really good driver. Oh, my God. Wait, I know I've matured as a person because there's this story that happened with her driving in high school that I used to tell, and she hates it, and I almost just told it, and I decided not to. That's a good friend. <laughs> I know. Yep. Sorry Sorry for outing you on the story at all, but... <laughs> um, That's actually one thing that I really am missing about Philadelphia right now since moving to Florida is just the lack of walkability and having to drive, you know, 20, 30 minutes to basically every pretty good you know good restaurant or close to the beach wait so you don't have restaurants near you? i do or you just haven't found them we haven't found them and like i guess just notoriously boca isn't good for food like it's just not one of the towns really like, yeah i know what you would think it is and it's a lot of chain restaurants which aren't really boy nice thing like we would rather go to a small local restaurant you know that's like you know i don't know just not a chain restaurant um we went to somewhere last week which was good. And it was like the pop and spot of Boca, you could tell. And there were all these families there and these guys drinking together. And you you can tell they probably like rode their golf carts and they were definitely a little bit too drunk to drive, but they were doing it anyway. So it goes. So <laughs> <Yeah>. it goes. <laughs> and so Boyd and I were like, okay, this is like the place. And like the couples were like 40s and 50s. So they're not necessarily our demographic, but like we're getting closer to our demographic. So, you know, it's just, it's learning and figuring out. But, um, I guess like Delray has a much more popping food scene. Like it actually has like a downtown. So are you guys going to drive or will you Uber? We'll drive. Um, Boyd Boyd doesn't really like to drink. So he'll have like one or two drinks and, you know, it's, he's usually fine. Um, But we talked about. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, But we just talked about how like, oh, we really would have to like Uber here for like 30 minutes where, you know, in Philadelphia, everything is like two steps away. So. Right. Well, that will be fun exploring, though, because I'm sure there's a lot of stuff in any direction, like, within 30 minutes of you. There is. There's so many options. It's just finding, I don't know, like, farm-to-table restaurants are, like, our thing, you know, like. Right. And it's so crazy, but Philly is such a food town. I don't think if you weren't, if you didn't live in Philly, you wouldn't know that, but there's so many James Beard nominations, and I don't know if we have Michelin stars. I'm sure we do, but we had restaurants that would be booked six months out that you know it was very exclusive to get there and um we were spoiled we know that now we were very spoiled with the food scene in philadelphia (laughs) 
it's funny you don't realize that till you don't have it mm-hmm. i'm like missing like yeah. israeli food i'm missing like all the brown people food like i'm like okay enough white people food like we need to diversify here yeah you're like i need some spice literally um what do you have going on this weekend i was about to ask you that um oh. i don't know okay well so i took today off i took friday off because i worked all last weekend i mentioned that so today i went to the dmv and I feel like I'm sure everyone agrees with this already, but the DMV is one of those things that everyone can bitch about, including like taxes, the government and the weather. Like it's on that list where like no matter who you are, you can complain about the DMV. And today was terrifying. <laughs> Tell me. Like I agree with you. I hate going to the DMV. It just I walk into this room, they make you have an appointment. They're very strict about the appointment. I book the appointment, you know, a week out. I go in and there is probably a hundred people in this waiting room, coughing, standing close to each other, kids running around, people semi-yelling. I was shook. I just was like, my eyeballs just got so big and I was looking around and, you know, I just was like, oh my goodness. And I chose not to sit anywhere because I was so skeeved. Um, Classic Kate. <laughs> I sit on the wall. Classic Kate. But wait, have you ever watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Of course. Do you know the episode where D and D or D and Dennis go to the welfare office to get welfare? Yeah, which one were you? I was I was uh, the camera. <laughs> the the waiting room was the exact same. Got people with sunken in eyes looking like they had been there for 15 years. I was like, "Oh, oh my god." god. It is crazy how when you look around at the DMV, it's like, how long has everyone been here for? <laughs> it was an hour wait. It was a long time. Yeah, I I remember when I went to the DMV in Tampa, I like people would be like, bring a book. Bring your iPad. And I would do that. Yeah. I forgot my Kindle and I like, you know, I kicked myself for it because I thought it was going to be like 20 minutes. Boyd just got it last week, but at a different location. And his was 20 minutes. He said it was so cleanly and nice. Granted, that one was in Boca, um, but I chose to go to a further one to get my license faster. So that's, you know, mm. my punishment for trying to, like, expedite the process. Right. You tried to skip the line. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I want to expedite this process is because in order to get a medical marijuana card in Florida, you need a Florida license. And so I just checked off box number one and I go to box number two next week. Very excited. Wait, I want to talk about that. I have two things. Okay. First one is I want to talk about the DMV and your license picture and stuff. Did you see that episode of the Kardashians? I think it was the last season. Yes. Where Kim goes to get her license. Mm-hmm. I, what, what was your take on that? Wait, so let me set the scene. So Kim Kardashian goes to the DMV after hours. It's just her and her makeup squad. She has her two glam people and they are like, evaluating the photo that was taken and deciding if she should take a new one they're touching up her makeup directing the woman taking the picture which is the same for everybody mm-hmm. what is your what did you what vibes do you get on that do you watch that and you're like oh i still love kim or do you watch that and you're like that is so fucking annoying um neither i go oh my god she's so extra like i think that is so annoying like just be a regular person she and she's saying too she's like this is the most important photograph you'll ever take in your life you know what be a regular human being yeah no that's dramatic um i think i don't know i'm just i i think it's just for the show i think it's hilarious um but also it's something about that family like kylie did the same thing like remember when she posted her license photo and everyone went bananas because it was like it looked like a magazine cover it was so glam and like so perfect yeah because she probably had her glam squad with her too 100 percent. i think it's just like a competition thing for that family it's so unrelatable it is so unrelatable i watched that and i'm like and kim on these new seasons she's trying to be relatable she's like i'm a mom i do the I take care of my kids and then she goes and takes a glam squad with her to get her license like you're not you're just not relatable I was thinking of her today and I wish I had a glam squad squad with me while taking this photo <laughs> well you look great thanks by the way I, I did make her take it twice because I the first one just was not adequate so we redid she approved I approved and um yeah what was your second question oh so not really a question just kind of a topic I guess but about the medical marijuana license because when I lived in Florida I had one so I I didn't know that 
I have been on Adderall for a really long time. Yeah. Like I, I was prescribed it for a really long time. And when I was in Florida and I like wasn't in college anymore, I had to get a new doctor, like a doctor based in Florida. Mm-hmm. So I went and I was like, I, you know, I needed him to prescribe me Adderall. And I was like, this is my current medication list, whatever. So he does a drug test. And also at this point in time, I did not smoke. I did not used to smoke weed mm-hmm. ever. Um, I, but <laughs> I went to Colorado with my friend Vicky and while we were there, I smoked for like the first time and we get back and I have to take this drug test and I fail. And he's like, Hey, you know, you failed. So next time you're either going to have to pass this. If you don't pass this drug test the next time, next month, you're either going to not be allowed to take out all, or you need to get a medical marijuana license. So the next time, it was four weeks later, and I failed. Wow. Even though I hadn't smoked again or anything. And so he he was like, you got to get a medical marijuana license. And so then I started smoking weed because I had a medical marijuana license. Straight up. Like, it was the craziest (laughs) thing. Why are you pushing that on people? Uh, I felt like it must all be connected. He must get a payout. 100%. 100%, which makes me not trust doctors but yeah i just i totally forgot about that 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 happened we, first of all we should never trust doctors no offense doctors but like y'all ain't it right but that was a crazy thing like wh- i i wanted him to give me another month like hey just give me one more month yeah you know prescribe me the adderall today and give me one more month and next time i you know i'll pass the drug test do you still take adderall um so i haven't taken it since may whenever th- i'm off all my mm-hmm. all, every drug but yeah, right. I was taking it until then, and I was on a really high dose. Really, I was like mm-hmm. on a pretty low dose all throughout college. It was like fifteen milligrams, which I don't think is that high. And that's you like know? average, yeah. Yeah, and I started smoking weed because of Adderall because you don't really get hungry and you kind of get irritable and stuff like that. And I, you know, I dabbled in weed. And it's like hard to wind down. And, yes, and it just yeah. was not. You know, it's just even if you do need it, it's just not super pleasant to take, and so. I started smoking like habitually in college and then I had boyfriends after that that also smoked habitually so it just kind of like reinforced the habit and then I after college I stopped taking Adderall but I realized that pot kind of gave the same effects of like focusedness and chill and able to relax and just kind of like center myself around one project or one thing versus like being a scatterbrain mess um and so I haven't taken Adderall in years. And now there's a shortage. So I did try to get some like a year and a half ago, but it, it took months. And then at that point, I was just frustrated and I canceled it. But I, you know, my doctors always ask, do I want to go back on Adderall? And I'm like, why? I'm functioning perfectly fine. Like I'm not having an issue at work. I feel like I'm thriving. So I don't really, I think it's just a ploy to get me to spend money, honestly. Right. Keep you on the meds, I guess. I don't really know. Yeah, and potentially need other things like how you experienced, you know, like keep your birth control inside of you so that you need the antidepressants and the anti-anxieties and all those things and like lead you down the rabbit hole of more doctors spending more money. So yeah, I haven't taken Adderall in a while. And I'm not jealous of people who can like take it and like go party, you know, but I'm like, it doesn't do that for me. Ah, If I take it before I drink, I cannot get a buzz. I I can't. I I can drink all night. And it's not, a, that's not a good thing. Cause like, cause I just remember in college, like when I was on Adderall, I, I could not get drunk. I would be taking shots, doing this and that. And I just couldn't get there. And then I'd wake up the next day. So fucking hungover. Cause obviously Wait, that used to happen to me. And I used to, it used to be like the nights that I don't know, like I needed to get drunk the most and I could just take shot after shot after shot. And it was mm-hmm. like, just, I'm sober. I'm just sitting, everyone's like, why aren't you drunk? And I'm just like, I don't know that you, it's Adderall. Is that why? Yeah, one hundred percent. Have you ever seen people who are like too fucked up and they're like, I need to, I need to sober up, and they'll like take an Adderall. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then they're like back from the dead. Uh, <laughs> Pretty crazy. Oh wow, I never even yeah. put two and two together. I always wondered that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like. Pretty in a pretty major way, it affects how alcohol wow. affects you. You're out here teaching me stuff, which is like it just can't be it can't be safe, you know, to be drinking that much. Like I just remember drinking so much, and I'd be up all night. And I bet it was just like your body is wasted, you know, your motor skills and all that, but your brain is still on. You're just not feeling it. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if I didn't take Adderall, like that same amount of alcohol, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be blackout, beyond yeah, blackout. There would be some nights where I just could not get drunk. And I always just thought it was a me thing. It's a wee thing. Mm, no. <laughs> 
It's a we <laughs> thing. It's an ADHD thing. But then there's people who don't have ADHD and take it and probably experience the same thing. So mm-hmm. it's an Adderall thing. Stimulant. Well, it's just like I can sleep on it. Like I, it doesn't affect mm, me. Me too. You know, it's it's so crazy to see people who really do get affected by it versus me who I don't really think it changes me that much. I don't notice a difference. I'm just able to focus more. You know, yeah, I notice that I just like actually do the things I need to do. I don't have like that executive dysfunction, which right normally I can get paralyzed by that, or I could before. I'm trying to live my life without it because I just don't want to be dependent on that. And I was taking so much before, you know, my downfall or whatever. <laughs> what I'm was until- your dosage? I was taking I think sixty milligrams extended. Whoa, yeah, a lot. Wow. Did you ever try Vyvanse? Yeah, I've I've tried it all. I like Vyvanse, but I it makes me grind my teeth. Mm, we don't need more of that. No, we're good on that level. That's already hell. Mm-hmm. I know my my Botox. I had my. Did I mention this? I had the Botox yeah. two weeks ago. Well, I guess it's now Sunday. It'll be two weeks. Yeah, I just finally stopped grinding my teeth, so it just barely kicked in. And again, how many units did you do? Fifty each side. Is that right? So I did less this time, actually. I think I did 30 each side wow. this time. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, I want to see if that will work. You know, m- the muscles are smaller now. So since they're smaller, it's not, shouldn't be so many units to control them. Got it. Do you feel like you... Like, d- you could see it in the shape of my face, even, if I, they're smaller. I was about to ask you that, because I've seen before and after photos. Oh, my gosh. Wait, actually, um, plastic surgery moment. I'm sure people knew this already, but you can get a fat transfer... From wherever on your body into your boobs if you don't want a boob job. Yeah. And I was researching it last night and that's something that I think I really want to do because like I've said before. Where would you take it from? I don't know. Wherever the doctor recommended. Ideally my thighs. Like you don't have a whole lot of fat on your body. I know. So it's either my thighs or my (laughs) ass. And ideally it's my thighs because I love my ass. But I can't eat. You don't even have fat on your thighs. Like your thighs are literally muscle. No, they're not. They are pretty much muscle. You are solid. Mm, I don't think so. I'm sure they'll be able to scrape some stuff together. I don't need much. (laughs) (laughs) Quarter cup each. That's it. All right. Well, that makes sense, though, because it's a safer option than you're not not putting implants in. It's your own guts. My fat. And that's what everyone says. It's just like, you know, if you you – I was looking online, and it said that if you're looking to really increase your cup size by multiple cup sizes, then this is not the option for you. But if you just want to, like, add volume or add – I think they said you can usually get, like, a cup or two. And so if I could get myself close to, like, a B or a C, I would be very happy with that. Because I just – you know, you look at photos of yourself in a dress, and all you see is, like, your skeleton poking out, and it just doesn't look attractive or healthy. But I feel healthy, you know? So Yeah, you are healthy. I think I am healthy. So I just – I'm like, a little bit of volume would not be bad. It would would be nice. All right. And I told Boyd – That's how they do – Go ahead. No, you you go. Um – that's how they do BBL sometimes. You can you can do that's it. That's what I was yeah. gonna ask. That's what I was gonna ask. Yeah. Is that how they do a BBL? Sometimes yeah. good. I think good BBL people do it that way. And um, they said like the ideal BMI would be like twenty five to twenty nine percent. I have no idea what I'm at, and so I just was like, oh, maybe I'd have to gain weight in order to like get this procedure, which would be interesting. Um, but I told Boyd that I would want to get this procedure before our wedding. But then, like, if you lose weight, would you lose the fat from your boobs? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, I guess I would try to just, like, I usually do just gain weight in my ass and my thighs. That's where it goes naturally. So if they're going to be, like, sucking it out there, then I think it would maybe balance. I don't know. I couldn't imagine that it would be, like, I'd have to gain 10 pounds, you know, or something, like, major. Because I'm not. Yeah. There's not much, you know, I just want a little bit. Right, right, right. I got you. I just got scrape you. it now off. me, on the other hand, I could make that work. <laughs> 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 but I don't need more boobs. I have plenty. How big are yours? Are you? Do you care about saying that? No, it's fine. I wear a thirty-four double D. Wow. Yeah. Do you enjoy having boobs? I fucking hate it. Really? <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. I. I just. I. They don't fit in anything. I don't feel like they look like. I just don't like it. I don't really love to have cleavage. I don't like it. I just. It's not my. It's not mm-hmm. my vibe. I usually wear like a sports bra or something, like a bralette or. Whatever. That's so funny. What um what would be like your ideal cup size, do you think? I would love a C. Like I've thought about yeah. getting a breast reduction, but I don't know. especially like if you plan to have children, then like you should wait until you breastfeed, you know, or potentially breastfeed. Oh, that is gonna be so fucking frightening. If I have children, my boobs are gonna be like, Oh, 
I can't even I can't even let myself think about that. I don't know. Apparently they just like deflate. I don't know. I've heard so many mixed people say like their boobs didn't get affected. Some people's boobs did get affected. I think it's like all the way that your mom. My mom has huge boobs. I know, but doesn't she have them done? No. Wait, really? No. No, hers are natural. I really thought that she had a boob shop. No, never. I'm shook. I'm sorry, Barb. I outed you incorrectly. I know. She has an am- she has amazing boobs. She does have amazing boobs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But th- so that option made me really excited last night when I finally like Googled it because I just was like, I can't believe the only option for women to have bigger breasts is to like put plastic in their body, which obviously we know I'm very against with everything. I'm excited to see what we could do with that. Yeah, that's, it's pretty cool. It's a cool alternative to, you know, just an implant or whatever. Yeah, right. And I'm not expecting like drastic results. I'm just wanting a little bit of oomph. Like a little lift. Yeah. All right. Um, I heard you have a question for me. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Okay. So I want to know what are little things that like instantly boost your happiness that just make you happy right off the bat? Oh, um, birds at my bird feeder. Mm-hmm. When Bennett gets like the zoomies, it makes me so happy. Um, when I catch Boyd staring at me, that makes me really happy. <laughs> yeah, like you see him looking at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it just reaffirms that he loves me a whole lot. Um, and just like animals. I think just animals in general. Like today, Boyd saved a lizard out of our house. And it just, you know, just like those little things were just like little bits of joy. But I try to find joy like all the time you know yeah but there are always these little things that like you see and they hit you and you're like oh i love that it just makes you smile mm-hmm. yeah for me or like p- plants thriving that's another thing too mm-hmm. you know a good leaf oh yes yeah i love matching pajamas like if i see someone i wear matching pajamas and i love it but if i see someone else wearing matching pajamas it just really gets me going i think it's so much fun i agree with that sunflowers pizza I like when Jagger smiles mm-hmm. or like when he sees you and his tail starts to wag. Like I, his name is Jagger because he's got the moves like Jagger, like <laughs> Mick Jagger. He wiggles like he shakes his butt. It's so cute. That's so cute. I really like when old people are holding hands. Mm-hmm. I love old people. I just love them. Um, or when you like stop at a crosswalk and you let someone cross the road and they like smile at you or wave at you. Mm-hmm. But I hate it when they don't even look up. I'm like, come on, give me a look. Me too. Yeah. Those are good ones. Those are really good ones. So when we first moved here, there wasn't a bird feeder, but there's birds everywhere. And they sit on top of our chimney and we hear it in the living room, like as if they're there. And I told Boyd, like people would pay for this. You know, like this is like one of those soundtracks you hear when you walk into like a nature store. And um, so I put out a bird feeder and it, they didn't understand the concept of a bird feeder. So I literally trained the birds to come to my bird feeder by sprinkling the seed out on the ground and on the posts all around it and then i start and so i what mm-hmm. so i let you get like chipmunks and squirrels and stuff i have well there aren't very many squirrels i only have like probably two or three squirrels but i have a lot of birds like i've had cardinals and blue jays and warblers and um mockingbirds i've had so many different types of birds in my bird feeder that's pretty cool i didn't know you had to like train them to do that i thought it was just put out the bird seed and here they come me too, I thought, and but um, I don't think they really do smell. You know, like dogs, they do sight, and so. Oh yeah, that's wait, what... do birds smell? Like, is there are there holes on their beak? Yeah, yeah, and they definitely smell. Um, because they have to breathe breathe through their nose. Only reason I know is because I had chickens, so I know that. But so yeah, I put the seed all around, and so I got the morning doves too on the ground because they like to go on the ground. I have like a whole situation of birds around my house now and it makes me so happy you should get one of those bird feeders i don't i'm sure you've seen this but it's like uh it goes in your house <laughs> you like attach it with to, a camera no you attach it to your window so it kind of comes inside the window a little bit but, i mean they can't come in the house but the, they kind of are because they're inside this glass bird feeder which is inside your house do you know what i'm talking about <laughs> Yes. Yes, I do. And then you're like sitting at the kitchen table and there's like birds sitting next to you. Yeah. But the only bummer is that my my whole pool is screened in. And so I can't do it on. Oh, I know. I wanted to. Well, right. I wanted to do like the um, bird feeders that suction cup to your window. So the mm-hmm. birds are coming up to, you like, know, and right then they're there. clear acrylic. Yeah. But I can't because the freaking screen and I appreciate the screen, but the freaking screen. Um, so right. <laughs> I have to. So I have to. It's like um, out a window that you or 
it's like in a place where you can see out the kitchen window and the kitchen sliding glass door. So you can get like good views of it. Very cool. Birds are so interesting. Mm-hmm. Like how do they just move like that? Mm-hmm. Bird, or Boyd thinks I'm a bird. That's what he calls me, birdie. It's like our nickname. Birdie. Wait, also I will say hearing birds down your chimney, if that was my dad living there, he'd like shoot them with a BB gun or something because he that makes him crazy. Really? Even like blue jays and stuff like that? It's not typically a blue jay that we've heard down our chimney. But like, I just remember in our last house, we had a fireplace uh-huh. and uh, some birds nested up there. Mm. And you could just hear them every morning. And my dad was losing his mind. Or we had a neighbor. He was 10. And my dad was like, I need to borrow your BB gun. <laughs> and I don't think he like shot a bird, but he definitely tried to scare them. That's sad. I know. Old white men things. I'm like literally contemplating how I can make it a bird sanctuary out there. I'm like going to get like a dowel and I'm going to attach it to some hooks on my on my fence so that they have like more places to perch. I'm creating like a whole, I have big plans for my backyard to attract the you animals. You strike me as a pet bird kind of gal, like maybe with a parakeet or something. I find it very cruel, to be honest with you. Because they can't fly around? No, because they're so intelligent that I don't think most bird owners give birds the proper amount of stimulation. You know, they live for so long, and so it's a huge commitment. I totally understand, but I think birds need a lot. Yeah. I had at my last job, one of the CFO, he had a pet parrot. And when I started there, I was 25, and I'll never forget this. It was my first day, and he was like, we're talking about our age for some reason. Kind of a weird first day, come to think of it. But anyways, we're talking about our age, and I was like, I'm 25, and he was like, my bird's older than you. (laughs) His parent was 26, and his parent was in every, like, Zoom call. Like, during COVID, we were home. His parent was always there. That bitch talked. What kind? I don't know. It was very colorful. Uh, they do talk. Okay, it's colorful. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It wasn't, like, an African gray or, like, a macaw. It wasn't, like, a standard No, it one. was very colorful, and, like, he went on an RV trip, and the bird came. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember that bird's name, but the bird came with him, so even in his RV, there was the bird of course no they have to they get very but he'd fly everywhere he showered with him Mm -hmm. they get so slept with him like in their bed (laughs) like he was like a dog he'd sit on the dog's back i've done research about getting them obviously because i've done research about getting every single pet that i could possibly get um and they are so smart that they will almost have like identity crises and they won't understand that they're not human and so they actually can go through like a lot of mental anguish being so closely associated with humans and so (laughs) i read a whole article suggesting like they need multiple birds Mm -hmm. ideally and sometimes if you if you introduce them to birds too late in life they will reject the bird because they're not one of them right because they don't think they're one of them so um the alternative that this article said was like get a pigeon get like a dove or a pigeon who are equally sweet and they don't live as long and they're not as intelligent i think so they don't have like that weird like who am i moment right (laughs) there cannot be a lot going on in a pigeon's head actually pigeons are very smart um but they're not as smart um and so i told boyd i was like they're not having quarter life crises (laughs) no they're definitely not there's just no way So I told Boyd, it's impossible. I was like, you know, I could get a dove. I could, they're quieter, they're cuter. Do you want to get a dove? He said no. <laughs> he did, man. You have plenty of room for a dove in this house. You could get one and not even tell him. Just be like, oh, it's coming from the chimney. Oh, I, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> totally He's, good. I totally could. Um, one, <laughs> I don't know if I <laughs> you're already laughing spit it out (laughs) so i don't know i have the fact check with boyd a long time ago maybe like before we got bennett so like back in like 2020 we went to this pet store because we have fish um and so we went to the pet store to go get fish stuff and this pet store that we went to had rodents rock girl for life and you know i love rodents yeah we Um, know and so (laughs) i (laughs) i need to find my community through this podcast um and so we're looking at the animals and you know we're just looking and we see a skinny pig and if you don't know what a skinny pig is a skinny pig is a hairless skinny pig and let me tell you it was the cutest thing in the whole world and so I was like oh my gosh Boyd can we hold it and I love hairless animals like just like I just love hairless animals like the only type of cat I would get would be a hairless cat 
I was on a wait list for a, an American hairless terrier for three years to try to get a puppy. Oh, my, I remember that. Oh, my I, God. I We do not relate on this. Love hairless animals. I know. I love them. And so when I saw this hairless guinea pig, and this was before we got the puppy, I was like, oh, my fucking God, Boyd, we need to get this guinea pig. And so I held it. And it was the sweetest animal. It was like a soul connection. I swear to God. And the pet store girl said, they were like, he's so nice. We hold him every day. He's like the the most calm guinea pig we've ever experienced. We don't understand why no one's bought him. They think he's just weird so looking. So why didn't you get him? Because Boyd said, are we really going to be that couple with a guinea pig? Who fucking cares what couple you are? If you want a guinea pig, get a guinea pig. Well, we were also in a 600 square foot apartment. And so we, he was like, what if it just smells like wood chips? And I was like, that's fair. Like, you know, like I got that. But now, now that we're in a big house, I, I, I would say multiple times a week, like, what's your Roman empire? Me, skinny pigs. Um, <laughs> I bring up skinny pigs. <laughs> <laughs> wait i got i want to i want to talk about the roman empire after this okay <laughs> i think about skinny pigs all the fucking time and i really 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 want one and so you need one i tell boyd all the time like watch out because one day i'm just gonna have a skinny pig and you're not gonna know what to do <laughs> wait how big do they how big do they get um i don't know like nine inches ten inches okay yeah so they're a couple pounds yeah, no, but they're not like, it's not like a bunny, you know? No, I, no, I, no. I, try, I looked at the bunnies, but they shed. And so that's why we said no mm -hmm. to the bunnies, because we don't do shedding in this household. And so that's why the skinny pig could fit our bill. And I think, honestly, I think Bennett would really enjoy having like a little thing around. I think he would like it. A little buddy? Mm-hmm. He probably would love that. He's so playful only with me. And so, and he doesn't trust very many other animals. And so I think if he developed a bond with an animal that he could trust, I think it would really be good for his soul. Like you get him a pet, basically. Yeah, just like a friend. So that he like, you know, I can just, because. A companion. Mm-hmm. Because you can potty train them. And so if we, you know, we'd have to vet the skinny pig to have to be intelligent and so if we could potty train it to not poop everywhere i think i could get boyd on board so you're not only going to get a skinny pig you're going to get a free range skinny pig because mm -hmm. you know me yeah gotta go all the way mm -hmm. my freaking beta fish lives in a 15 gallon tank right now by himself <laughs> that's like me <laughs> i'm a bird you're a beta fish yep <laughs> okay um, what's your Roman Empire? Oh, wait, no, not my, not what my Roman Empire is, because honestly, I don't know. I don't have a Roman Empire. I don't. I would say when I was younger, my- Not getting murdered. I think that's the universal woman Roman Empire. Not getting fucking murdered today. True. My safety. But I would say when I was younger, my Roman Empire was like being skinny. Like, I remember thinking about being skinny and eating and not eating and what I was going to eat and how I was going to exercise, like, that changed, I think. I don't think about that at all anymore. Yeah. Think of it. I mean, literally never. I'm so sorry but to hear that. when I was younger, that, no, it's okay, but that was my Roman Empire. Now, I don't have one now, currently, I'd say. But, maybe cold plunging. <laughs> but, I so I asked my brother the other day, I'm like, hey, do you have a Roman Empire? Like, not do you have a Roman Empire. I said, do you ever think about the Roman Empire? And I know he's on TikTok and he's... Yeah, he knows. Like, he's... He, yeah. yeah. And he told... So he was prepared for this and he was like, I don't think about the Roman Empire, but I do think about Greek mythology a lot. And I was like, really? Like, what, a, what about it? And he... Because that's really my question. Like, what are all these men thinking about with the Roman mm -hmm. Empire? So if you don't know what we're referring to, there's this trend going around right now where... Women ask the men in their life, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? And most men say daily, a lot, weekly, a lot. And like, why? So anyways, Trey said Greek mythology. And then he was talking about why that's so interesting. And then I asked my dad, they said, uh, do you have to think about the Roman Empire? And he said, what's that? <laughs> I go, Really? He said, yeah, I wasn't really a big history guy. <laughs> if that is not the most rich answer I have ever heard. <laughs> no, I was dying. I'm like, holy shit. Man, you're lucky you got brains. Let me tell oh you. Oh, my God. I know. Like, thank God you paid attention in some other classes. Seriously. Have you asked Boyd? Yeah. 
he's he's not like most men he's that's why i love him so much he just was like i don't fucking care you know like so he doesn't think about the roman empire no he, like what are they thinking about i don't know i saw like the um maybe the eagles did it or something like whoever their social media coordinator did and they like interviewed the people and they said they think about like the bathhouses the heated floors the sanitation like they're like I don't know, their ability to, like, lead technology, their discoveries, you know what I mean? That That's what they, like, that's what some of them said. And I just was like, who the fuck cares about bathhouses? Like, why are you thinking about that? Well, like, you're thinking about that regularly? Right, like, why aren't, like, yeah, I don't get that. What, I, I. You know what my Roman Empire is right now? This podcast. I think about this podcast all the time and how we can make it better and how we can do it better. And so that's my Roman Empire right now. Got it. Got it. <laughs> heard that <laughs> okay so i want to um talk to you about something today because i get a vibe from one of my neighbors and i think they're a swinger and i wanted to ask you if you know any swingers or have you heard of any swingers wait let me first ask you what what's the vibe how how are they acting and is it one neighbor or is it a couple it's one neighbor, and the man is specifically giving me vibes because he has a tramp stamp. Oh. And, and you've seen it. Oh, yeah. He's shirtless a lot. And he, okay. he takes... Okay, right. It is Florida. Yeah. And he sits in his, his um, garage, and he smokes cigarettes, and he drinks his beer. He, he's nice. He's pleasant. Um, and he mows his lawn a lot, and then he has, like, an enormous pickup truck, like, huge. And then his antenna is a bullet oh but then the back of his house which is covered by a fence but you can see the top of it it's like um that like tiki hut ceiling and so he's got that like attached to his house and it looks like freaking margaritaville back there and so i'm like that's where the games are played meant for parties mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and they've got this huge wall there are huge fence blocking them in have they invited you to any parties no absolutely not okay well i will say it is florida and there's a ch so, wait so what gives you the swinger vibe it's the tramp stamp and just the vibes. The tramp stamp. You can just, I just get a vibe. Like, you know, I just, I just, because. Well, like, you feel like he wants to fuck you? No. I think, I don't know. It's just, um, he just seems like two different people. Like, we see him in his daily life, like, home life. And then when we see him coming home from work, I'm like, I bet his coworkers don't even know that he has a tramp stamp. I bet they don't even know that he has Margaritaville in his backyard. Like, he is leading a double life. And I bet he's a swinger. I just have it in my bones. Boyd and I both. Okay. So, I will say, I'm not disregarding your vibes because obviously i haven't been around him right but i will say i think a lot of people lead double lives if that's kind of the definition of like they are one way at work because they need to make a living and they need to mm -hmm. be professional and they come home and they're like covered in tattoos or they play in a rock band or they have a podcast or you know what i mean and also in florida tiki huts and things like that in your backyard are common I know that, but I'll just take a video for you, and I'll, I right. won't put it on social media, but I'll post it to you, and I'll just show you. I just okay. think Boyd and I both, Boyd Broder brought up to me, and I was like, you know what? I could see that. Like, they just seem... So what's his... Does he have a wife, or does he have a husband? He has a wife. And what's she like? Um, She actually, she's the queen of the neighborhood. Oh. So she runs shit. They both act like they're very important. And then, do they have, like, neighborhood parties? I don't know yet. I haven't been invited. I think, I think Halloween is going to be the first... Um, true showing of what the neighborhood is like because we've already been told that like i literally changed a flight so that boyd wouldn't have to be here alone on halloween with the way that the neighbors have spoken about it because they're so excited mm -hmm. and how intense it is they said it's droves of children they're like you've never seen anything like it my actual <laughs> like literally my fucking nightmare oh my god that's so much fun. i think that's so much fun seeing all the kids in costume i told boyd Wait, i wanted to do shrooms <laughs> you should you totally should oh my god that's fucking funny when i was growing up wait what was it like for halloween for you where did did you trick or treat because i know i've been to your home there's not it's not a neighborhood we went to woodstock because <laughs> woodstock closed off some of their streets and woodstock had like an amazing trick-or-treat scene and the neighbors all got really into it so we all all right most kids from that area all went to woodstock okay so i grew up in a neighborhood in lebanon new hampshire mm-hmm and my dad, it was fun because like all of our, a lot of our neighbors were my age. So we would all trick or treat together, some girls. And but my dad, come to think, come to think of it, 
maybe I'm a, little, I'm a little more like him than I thought. But he used to sit outside with this big, huge salad bowl just filled with candy and a 30 rack of beer. And he would just sit there. He'd play. He had his boom box. That was back when boom boxes were a thing. And now we have like speakers Bluetooth. and things like that, you know? Bluetooth. Yeah, a little JBL speaker would do the trick. But he had his big ass boom box. And he'd sit out there and he'd just pass out candy. And, and by the end of the night, he'd just be hammered and handing out like full size candy bars that were in our pantry and things like that. And it was just so funny. That's so classic, Rich. And. <laughs> I know. And I was like, I want to do that. I mean, maybe not with a 30 rack, but just it's fun to like see all the kids dress up. And he'd always be telling us about like the funniest costumes he saw or like kids that were just disheveled and like didn't even know how to trick or treat. And it was just so funny. And cute. Yeah, no, that's cute. I feel like we should. You're going to experience that. Yeah, I feel like we should try to like enroll a little bit. You know, kids. Definitely. Yeah. Eh. I'll try to vibe with the parents. Like, you don't have to interact with kids, really. You just give them candy, you know? But then you look at all the little costumes, and I it's know. a big day for them. Yeah, I know. Trick-or-treating was, like, the most fun thing ever. Yeah. Right. Just remember that. I know. I just, I always loved dressing up. Did you like dressing up? I loved it. What? But I Me never too. really, I haven't really dressed up as an adult. I don't know why. Maybe depression. <laughs> I stopped having, like, the energy to do that. But yeah. I just haven't. What was your best costume? I think Lisa Rinna last year. Oh, girl. That up. was goddamn good. <laughs> that was so funny. That was really funny. That wig was insane. I had that plan for months. Like, I like I knew because Boyd does not like dressing up. And I just was like, I don't, hell or high water. I don't care what we're doing. We're going somewhere on Halloween just so I can wear this costume. And you dress up as a regular, like a person. <laughs> I told him that. I was like, I don't give a fuck what you dress up because I wanted to do um, Sandy and danny with him but he was like that's mm -hmm. too cheesy and so i was like fuck you it's I'm halloween gonna... who cares i know he doesn't like he doesn't get the joy out of it like i do like i get oh. so much joy out of dressing up and so um i wore the lisa rena costume to a halloween party at a house and these girls like crept up to me and they were like are you lisa rena and i was like mm -hmm. and they were like oh my god you were iconic and i was like thank you with the leopard print that was amazing yeah the hoops all of it i like really channeled her um and then she reposted me on instagram no big deal i love that as a kid uh i dressed up as urkel um i dressed up as big bird that got me in the newspaper i was in the newspaper a lot for my costumes which is so funny um did you make your costumes yourself or were you like buying them my parents like would try to like piecemeal things together you know my parents mm -hmm. like they would go to like right it would take like a month you know we would like go to thrift stores yeah. and we would get like the leggings and the skirt and like the tool so and... it was like an ordeal and it was fun mm -hmm. and my parents like yeah. my parents would throw bomb halloween parties where they would transform our basement into like, like mystery labs and they would put on like a whole skit like one time my dad dressed up as like einstein and he had like glowing green jars and he was pretending to do surgery on like a half body and my mom was his crazy assistant like my parents would throw like really good that is parties. fucking fun it's like the haunted mansion like as a kid it was like magic yeah and we weren't allowed to go in the basement for like a week leading up to halloween they were preparing and it was just it. like pure magic oh wow it's like better than mm -hmm, christmas like caution tape all over yeah it, it truly was better than christmas 100 that is so much fun Mm-hmm. that's like the one of the only things i'm like oh they did it, good would i want a kid just to be able to do that like just so that i could like blow their mind on parties <laughs> right just do things that just really just send them to another planet so they, they believe in magic like that's like my i feel like my whole yeah. childhood like i believed in magic and like that's why i think i like look for the joy in life today because i still believe like magic is out there and i just would want to like transcend that to a child you know for sure. Sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, I was just going to talk about my brother, Trey. He, I used to make his Halloween costumes, like, every year. And and one year, uh, he wanted, him and his friend Jake wanted to go as grapes. So, one of them was a set of green grapes. One of them was purple grapes. And so, they both had on, like, well, I think Trey was green. Green leggings and a green, like, Under Armour shirt. And Jake was purple. And then I blew up, like, hundreds of balloons and pinned them to them so they looked like a thing of grapes and we That's painted so their faces cute. green so it looked like this like the stalk or stem or whatever and it was really cute but as we we're walking around and their balloons were popping oh my, i probably had 45 heart attacks that night every time i'm like oh it was just scaring me like crazy <laughs> did you dress up as like any slutty costumes in um in college no i the sluttiest i ever dressed was as a referee and it was only slutty because the shorts were too small <laughs> 
But no, I really never did. I think my sluttiest was I dressed up as a baby. And so my best friend Bree and I, we, um, and my roommate at the time, we wore diapers and like little like nude bandeaus. And we had like big baby bottles that we filled with alcoholic <laughs> beverages. And we just, oh we'd, like, my God. Was was your school fun on Halloween? Oh yeah, like it was. Um, it was a thing. Like probably like five nights of like you would have to have like three to five costumes. Like ours, my school went hard on everything. That was like the best part of my school. It's like every possible time to go hard, my school went hard, which was right. I enrolled hard. I like that, and it was cool because your school wasn't that big, so you guys like mostly knew each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like when the Pope came to Philly, we did the Pope crawl, and so like every house like had a party, and so like we had a schedule like 10 a.m. at Stephen's house, 1 a.m. at this house, 12 you know 3 p.m. at this house, and so like we would all kind of like rally together and like create like these big ordeals, and then the thing at my school was called keg crawl, which is on um, St. Patrick's Day, which always like was around my birthday. Oh um, yeah, and literally it was kegs and eggs at 6 a.m. The police officers knew, you know, everyone in the community knew what keg crawl was and like how to prepare. And still to this day, it's like some of the craziest partying I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I'm so glad you got to experience that. Me too. Like that is so much fun. And me too. Yeah. It's like, I feel like it just like helped me evolve as a person because I got Wait. all that out of my system. Back to the swinger thing. Um, I don't know any swingers that I know of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, um, that's surprising to me. I've heard it. I've heard about that. Like I've heard about people I know that are swingers, but I don't, no one's ever talked to me about it, you mm-hmm. know? So I, I just, I really don't, but I, I have like read about it a little bit or just like seen it online and stuff and just, you know, like people's troubles with monogamy, I guess maybe is more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did do some reading about swingers just because I do find it interesting. And um, one of the things that I found the most interesting was that it can be either an identity, a behavior, or a lifestyle. Okay, so people either, they identify as a swinger and they're like, we're swingers. Mm -hmm. They do it in their free time or that's how they literally live. Yes. We swing. Yes. Okay. And it's like estimated that like 1% of the population are active swingers, although I bet that's probably higher. I bet it's probably like 2 or 3%. And then um, this study was done, I think, on like 45,000 people. So, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But it was just interesting numbers that I found. Um, 50% of millennials said that their ideal relationship is non-monogamous. And so that's kind of what started my interest in this is because... I feel like we're seeing a lot of maybe not stereotypical normal relationships. We're seeing a lot of kind of like poly relationships or open relationships. And so I kind of did like a little bit of a dive into what polyamory is or non-monogamy is and the different types of polyamory that there are in this world. And so I guess my first question for you is like, would you ever consider doing something where non-monogamy is part of your relationship? I, I don't know. I... See, for me, like, I either need to be the center of attention and I like to focus on one person. Like, I think that would be really difficult for mm-hmm. me. I do, too. And probably not something I would not something I would seek. But I understand that it's hard to be with one person for your whole life. And maybe humans aren't meant for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel the same way. I'm like, I don't want to say never because, like, who knows how I'm going to feel, you know, at six years, hopefully with Boyd, you know, after being together for so many years. Um, but I would say right. Like, right now in my relationship, I don't think it's something that I could like accommodate. I think I would probably feel, I think, jealous. I think that would be really hurtful for you, to be honest. Yeah, like, it would be really hard <laughs> I for don't me. think you. Yeah. Because it would really like lead me down the rabbit hole. Of, like, why aren't I enough? You know, and mm-hmm. um, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. If you are able to like handle that and thrive in that that's amazing you're more evolved than me but my lizard brain is still like what's mine is mine and like back off my man bitch (laughs) yeah me too i don't play when it comes to boyd it like i turn into a different person when i feel like someone's trying to like encroach are you a you do are you a jealous girlfriend i don't think i'm jealous i think i just um i don't like i don't not trust boyd it's i don't necessarily trust people's motives and i know that there are women out there who enjoy the act of seeking taken men. And so if 
I ever feel like someone is crossing boundaries that they shouldn't be with Boyd, I just let him know that I'm not comfortable with that. And would he be comfortable with me crossing those boundaries with a different man? And if not, then he shouldn't be enrolling in whatever type of conversation or behavior is going on. Got it. Okay, so what else did you find about like polyamory? Because I think that's different than swinging. Polyamory is the umbrella term that swinging can be underneath. Polyamory is just the um, like act of multiple partners. And then the different titles can lead to those parameters. So... Um, an open relationship is usually where there are, is a committed couple, but then they have a, uh, an agreement where they can actively go outside of the relationship to have purely physical or sexual relationships once or, or if it even comes close to broaching emotional relationships that needs to be shut off because that emotion is uh, reserved only for the main partner. Um, it's really interesting that we've kind of started to see this trend called ENM, which is ethical non-monogamy, which is where people are having a consensual romantic relationship and then they're having consensual uh, relationships outside of that relationship, but everyone knows, and that can include emotional intimacy. So that's like maybe having, so it, let's say I'm, mm-hmm. we're talking about me here. I could ha- basically have two boyfriends mm-hmm. and, and my boyfriend's be, like, know And you can I be have emotionally in love with both of them at the same time. You're not emotionally in love with, let's say... God, that sounds mm-hmm. like so I much I think it more. is. And that's... I was, you know, going on Reddit and I was reading polyamory stories and everyone said they were like, whatever fantasy you have, like, wipe it out of your mind because it's not going to be that. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of heartbreak. It is a lot of unfortunately like creepy situations because i think particularly men probably go so they have like um polyamory clubs they have polyamory bars they have polyamory lounges where people and apps too like um i i saw some app so you can find people that are in correct interested yes in whether the same it be, things you are correct the we're kind like, of really a single person like you or myself wanting to go be part of a current relationship or an active couple who are looking for a third person or a fourth person to join their polyamory situation um so ethical non-monogamy is something that's really been popping up that i've heard about with women who are like around our age like in their 30s dating where men will swipe they'll match on tinder or whatever they'll go out for a date and the guy will say just so you know i'm not looking for a monogamous monogamous relationship and i just want to be very upfront about that with you and so um if, if you want to, you know, stick with me and deal with me dating and having sex with other people, like, you can. But, I, I you know, if not, then we can dead this. But I've heard a lot of ethical, ethical non-monogamy happening more and more um, with our generation. Wow. I mean, it makes sense because a lot of times you hear people, like, mm-hmm. maybe they met someone else, right? They have a boyfriend and they're like, but I love them so much, but I really like this new person. So it's like, I guess I could see that. I can see it you know? too. I can see, I can totally be understanding of it. Um, I think it just depends on like what type of long game you're trying to play. If you're looking for a partnership, then like non-monogamy probably isn't like the space to be looking for that. But if you're one of the people who don't really want a long-term partner and you just kind of want to like, I don't know, be an emotional nomad, then this seems like a great option for you. But like for me, like I want a long-term partner. So like- Right, like, you know, there's, you, I know so many guys that just can't commit, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I could see them doing that, because they straight up just cannot yeah, commit to and a it's... long-term anything. Like, it scares them, and that, maybe talk to a therapist, but, but yeah, I, I can see that. Like, for me, not my goal, but if you're not a person that's, like, looking to settle down, or, like, looking for literally one partner then i i could i could well, see well i love the idea that, that it's ethical because you are telling the person up front like i am actively sexual with yeah there's no cheating there's no lying there's no hiding right. and especially like when it honest. comes to like sexual health and stuff like that like finding a partner that if you are going to engage in a uh, open relationship type of situation having a partner that you can trust is like actively using condoms and birth control with other sexual partners so that you're not in danger like that is so important to to know um, right. And I kind of looked into why this is happening more. And, um, you know, the articles kind of blamed women, but we'll we'll take it. And it's because 
Yeah, but guess what? It's because we don't need men anymore. So suck on that. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Those are the facts. Literally, they're saying it's because women don't need providers anymore. Women Women are having careers. We... Hundred percent. We don't even got that bank, honey. Um, and so it was just it was a really interesting kind of topic to research for me. And um, one thing I found really interesting is, uh, one third of the population is single. Which, I know everyone says really? that the marriage rate is fifty percent, but that's not correct. Like that's just really not correct. Um, and so a third of the population is single, and that's not eighteen. It's not below eighteen year olds. That's like legit adults. And then um, another statistic mm-hmm. I found really interesting was that the high the the generation that high has the highest divorce rate are boomers, and currently the age bracket is fifty five to sixty four. And I feel like um, the reason why millennials have started pushing away the idea of marriage and not really enrolling in that is because a lot of us saw really difficult marriages between our parents, who would not give up on the thought of marriage just because of the word marriage and who probably should have gotten divorced like a really long time ago um and i think that's why our generation is like kind of breaking the mold and not getting married right away i see i just don't see that and maybe it's just my life but like i straight up don't see that i know like so many people that have gotten married gotten divorced are getting married are engaged, want to get married. Like, I don't see, I don't talk to a lot of people that are like, I don't ever want to get married. I don't know that I've really ever talked to anyone. Yeah. Like that. Go ahead. And not ever come to think of it. I mean, for, for our age group, like, I don't know anyone that, that feels that way. Or like my friend Sydney, mm-hmm. she used to not want to get married. Right. Now, then she met a guy she really liked. And she's yeah, like, that yeah, kind of the same situation happened to me. Whereas, like, I think, I think the shift in perspective is like I'm just not putting a whole lot of emphasis on the title marriage. Like I consider Boyd my husband emotionally, physically, whatever, mentally. Like he is the person I've been with for four years. We own a house together. I consider us married. Do I need the whole ceremony, the ring, the paperwork, the contract with the government, all that bullshit to like confirm my marriage? Absolutely not. But in my mind, I feel married. So I think it's more just people like that, whereas like... But, like, you want to get married. Like, you've talked about, like, you've thought about how you want to yeah, get Yeah, I wouldn't mind. But, like, like I definitely right? entered into this relationship not needing that. And if Boyd didn't want to get married, I would just be like, yeah. well, let's, I would want to, like, have some form of commitment, like, physical commitment, whether that be a ring or a bracelet or a necklace or whatever. It's something just to signify. But I don't ever need that ceremony or the signing of the papers. I would just want to have, like, a dope-ass party to, like, celebrate our love. You know, where I think a lot of right. um, people that I know uh, want that, like, traditional ceremony, asking the father, giving the bride away, saying the vows, all that kind of stuff. I guess, but it's still the same. Mm-hmm. It's still essentially the same thing. It's like there's a couple ways to go about it, but it's essentially the same thing. You know, you want that mm-hmm. level of commitment a- of a marriage. And I think, and I think, like, a lot of people yeah, do I think- want that. And are so, and I think it's a lot more casual these days. I feel like people are just so quick now to get married. Interesting. Like, oh, well, divorce is easy. I feel like the difference. Maybe that's like the difference between living in a city and living a little bit more rural. 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 I mean, I lived in a city. I lived in Tampa. It was the same way there. Like you know, I'm not. It's not like I hang around a lot of people here. But I lived in Tampa. I, it was mm. the same same See, way. I feel like there. a lot of my friends are like, I'm not willing to settle. I'm not gonna get married to someone who isn't fitting all of my needs um and and, you know and if I remain single and I have to have a child by myself I'll do that like I know a lot of women who are are of that mindset same with me me. that that was that was you know I didn't necessarily want kids but I just I did not necessarily think that I needed a partner right but and, and I don't necessarily mean people going out of their way to find a man but I just think when people are in love they're quick they're quicker to get married now yeah no i agree with that is what i'm saying Mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying Mm -hmm. no i agree with that um but i will tell you that like even with my own experience i my parents relationship did make me hesitant to enter into a marriage it's something that i really had to and i think i've talked about this didn't i 
or just with you personally it was like literally just like a switch we've definitely talked you and i have definitely talked about it i don't know if you've talked about it on the podcast but i've definitely well if i'm repeating myself i'm sorry but for me it was like literally a switch like i knew that i saw boyd in my life for a long time immediately when i met him but it took up until i think this year in like january it was just a switch where if you had asked me before that like how would you feel when boyd proposed i would have said anxious i would have been excited but i would have said anxious now something because you weren't sure or because you were hesitant on marriage and just like i think i'm just like more worried about me not even him it's just like me and my assuredness and myself to be a wife um because i feel like that title does add some weight i don't know why but i do um but then that flip switched and i just or switch flipped <laughs> god <laughs> um and i just i it was like january february and it just changed and i just was like okay like i i'm ready to be his wife like you know whenever it's time and he's ready to ask me to be his wife like i can i can i can i can i'm i'm going to happily accept um do you think that's a maturity thing or do you think it's like as you personally where you're at in life or do you think it's because of you've matured in your relationship thing, personally i think it's a me thing cuz i think right. i just um there's just certain things that like you i personally worry about that i would get lost in either parenthood or being in a in a marriage because i think growing up i saw a lot of women kind of cast themselves in like a victim role and i don't mean that in like a necessarily a mean way or a negative way but i saw like a lot of women feeling like they weren't like in the driver's seat of their life and that has always terrified me like that has been one of my biggest fears my whole life is that I will get so wrapped up in whatever's going on is that I'm not going to feel in control and that I'm steering my own ship and I think that's why I'm so fiercely independent and I want to do things my way and by myself um and so you know like Boyd knows that like I always want to work I don't want to be dependent on him I want to be able to bring stuff to the table um, and so I think that was like something that I really had to work on. And like I said, I did a lot of work going into 2023 and making sure that this was the year I'm choosing me. And so when I started doing those things, I think I just was like, okay, like I'm choosing myself so I can continue to do that into a marriage if I so choose, you know? Right. Yeah. I do think there are some times where, I mean, there's a lot of times in life when mm-hmm. you don't have control, right? Over what the situation is, but... And that doesn't mean like you get into a marriage and you're no longer in control of anything. You're so aware of that that I don't think that could possibly happen to you. That's that usually happens to people who I'm not saying aren't strong, but who haven't talked about these things beforehand. Like I need to have my own life, my own friends, my own bank mm-hmm. account, things like that. Right. And it's like you're so hyper aware of that, that I don't. I don't think it's just, that's an issue for you, I guess, sister. like, the best way I could explain it <laughs> is, like, when you talk to my grandmother about men, she just sees them as, like, useless beings. Like, her experience with men is that all they've done is take from her, is, like, need her energy, need her cleanliness, need her mm-hmm. cooking, all this stuff. And when I tell her, like, Boyd's a partner, like, he does dishes, he vacuums, he cleans, she can truly not believe that. Like, she, I don't... She cannot. Like she, she can't even wrap her head around she's it. She's never seen she's that. She's never seen and that. And she just lost her husband a couple of years ago, but she definitely is like lonely. And so I've encouraged her, like maybe you should start dating. And she's told me she was like, Catherine, I never want to clean another man's skid marks in my life. And I told her I was like, Nana, guess what? I've never cleaned a man's skid marks in my fucking life. So you don't have to do that if you don't want <laughs> yeah. to. Right, right. It's like. Uh, Again, but that's about like who you're picking for a partner, and I don't. I think it, it used definitely to be was, than but it that is was now. just like that's kind of the way that you have to understand. Like that's the way that men have been almost framed in the by the women in my life, and so that made me very nervous. Right. Uh, my dad is very, although my dad broke that mold. Like he's very good in the house. He's very cleanly. He cooks. He he was kind of the driver in that in that aspect of my household. Um, Hence why I wanted a man that would emulate that. But, um, yeah, I definitely got, like, scared away from marriage throughout my life. Did you? Yeah. I understand. Not not really. I, um, there's, 
things there's aspects about like my parents marriage that i would see and be like i I don't ever want that or or things you know maybe my friend's parents the same thing where i'd be like i I don't i can't Mm -hmm. have a partner like that um and that kind of has steered me in a way but not away from wanting wanting Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. if that makes sense you know it's like things that i won't settle for maybe yeah Mm-hmm. I think, but not scared of marriage as a whole. I just think, like, there's been a lot of times I love my parents and I think they have a great marriage. But there has been a lot of times where I'm like, because they, they don't, they used to not agree on some things, like our schooling and things like that. And I used to just be like, how the mm-hmm. fuck did you guys end up together? <laughs> and I get it, I I do get it now. But I just I do remember thinking like, I'm not gonna end up with someone who I'm just so obscenely yes. different from. And and things like that, you know, not so much as like the marriage was the problem. It's just more of like you got to pick mm-hmm. who's right for you. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. Yeah. Hmm. I'm. Gl- yeah. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. I'm like so. I'm just like <laughs> I'm like filtering through all of like the. Mer- marriage relationships I have in my life you know and it, there's there's definitely some I want to emulate right. but there's like you said certainly others that I do not and I don't want to repeat any of the things that they've done yeah right like I feel like it's more of just a learning mm-hmm. curve like for me it's more of just I've seen things that I like and things I don't like and it's more of just like your partner and how you set the tone and and whatnot rather than just like being married yeah I just like I um I just, I don't ever want to be looked at as, like, the ball in the chain. Like, I always hated that women were considered, like, the keeper of the men or that they weren't considered fun. And I've told Boyd, like, many times, like, you know, that saying, show me your friends, I'll tell you who you are. I told him, like, we should not be keeping men around who act like their wife is a burden. Like, I want them to be equal in the fact that their wife is their best friend that they love her that they want her around that she's fun because like Boyd feels that way about me like sure he has boy time but like he does not think I detract from situations and I don't want to be around other couples that feel that way about each other like that you know that makes me like internally sad it's hard to be around it's honestly gross it's really hard to be around guys who like like their wife I don't get it again we've talked about this that's like that's what you're literally settling you both are settling like why are you with someone that you don't that you aren't proud of, that you don't want to be around, that you don't think is fun. What's the point? Why? Because it looks right, nice. Or that Who you have to escape from. Like, that's what I always told him. I was like, if you ever feel like you have to escape from me, you need to tell me that so that we can go to th- fix the problem, go to fix therapy the and the relationship. Because, like, <laughs> I never want to feel that again. Because I've certainly felt that before. And I do not want to feel that, especially in my marriage, right. because I do not, I, I don't want to get divorced. I will have to, I will if, if I have to, but like my goal is not to get divorced in my lifetime. Yeah. 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 So you've been traumatized by men, not marriage. Mm, both. <laughs> all of it. I've it's been traumatized by all. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> she is <Okay>. trauma. <laughs> Just a lot she of trauma. trauma. <laughs> She's a trauma response. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Now. Um, and I'm okay. Up. Well, I love you. This has been great. Love you. <laughs> I know. On that note, we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> yeah. Ciao for now. <laughs> That's another episode of Gabby Girls. Thank you for listening. Make sure to comment, rate, review, and subscribe. Let us know what you think of us and the topics we talk about. We're not for everyone, and that's okay. Bye, Jen. Love ya. Bye, Kate. Love you more.